So I'm going to be talking a little bit about embodiment and how this can help us in various different situations, um, in life in particular. I'm going to be talking about how this can help in relation to recovering from mental illness. So specifically eating disorders, body image disorders, things related to our appearance. So on my own journey, which is always an ongoing journey, I don't believe that there is ever an end destination. I think we're all on a path of healing and we can help one another along that path. So my own journey towards healing, towards recovering, has involved getting more in touch with my body and developing more of an embodiment practice. And this has taken several forms, um, one of the main ones being a regular yoga practice. I say regular, but definitely for the first year or so, even occasionally now, my practice can be quite off and on. And I think that that is okay too. I think if we have a sense of unrealistic force and um, pressure to practice these embodiment modalities, then it can be quite easy to fall off the bandwagon. So being kind to myself with that on and off practice um, has been a big step towards me maintaining one that works for me and that is semi-sustainable. So I think I want to talk a little bit about why embodiment can actually help us and the power of the practice and of course there is an awful lot that could be said here um, in terms of many different things and the power of the practice is going to be a very subjective experience. It's important to acknowledge that. What I say to you now, you know, that's not necessarily going to be the subjective experience that you encounter with your own practice. There may be some overlaps, but I do firmly believe that we have to take what we experience from these practices and treat what other people say perhaps with a certain pinch of salt until we put it in our minds our bodies and our lives so when we have a problem in our lives an obstacle a shadow an illness an issue whatever term we call it and we're faced with this pathology I guess turning into our bodies can be powerful and this is mainly because a lot of the issues stem from our minds from our egos from our attachments from our desires our judgments um, our habitual patterns our conditionings our childhoods etc 
But the point is, is that a lot of these problems can be encapsulated within the container of the mind. And that's when an embodiment practice can provide sanctuary and safety because it can take ourselves out of that mind space. So I've practiced yoga, I mean I would say more of a sort of intentional practice for two or three years now. As I said earlier, very on and off. But that probably wasn't my first introduction to it. I probably was introduced to it when I was around. Well, I mean, my mum used to do yoga when I was younger, so I always knew what it was and what the word was, but I didn't really have a grasp on the meaning, certainly not in the way that I understand it to be now. But I would say I was introduced maybe around 15, 16. I sort of knew the world and knew what it was. But as as I said, not really in, in a deeper way, um, not in an intentional or meaningful way as I do now. I very much would have seen it as a sort of exercise-based modality. Um, I remember my first actual yoga class, you know, not just following on a YouTube video or, or what or not, but actually attending a class Um was at my university that I eventually dropped out of and I was going through a very very difficult period with my own mind at that point my relationship to self was very weak my um, compulsion to please others was very strong Uh, had little direction and I was not okay with that and I attended yoga class initially I think as a form of exercise because at that point I was going through some compulsive habitual patterns that led me to abuse my body in such a way as overtraining, over exercising. And so I think when I went to that class I wasn't you know, you could say there was a part of me perhaps that was intuitively seeking that deeper connection with self and that peace and that sanctuary but very much from a conscious level I was going in order to exercise and move my body which as we know is an extremely beneficial powerful tool but it is the relationship we have with that exercise and that movement that is so important I think embodiment and movement can be transformative but only if it's held in a container of equanimity of compassion and of um, positive intention So for me at that time, exercise and movement was not. Um, However, I profoundly remember going into that class and for the first time, only really with hindsight that I realised laying in Shavasana at the end, which is where you lay yourself out, relaxing sort of the meditative, the the explicitly meditative part of yoga, although it's, it's kind of considered a moving meditation from start to end. But I remember lying in Shavasana and realising that that had been the first hour, really, the first time where I'd had some minutes or seconds in my life at that point where my mind had just not been busy and it had not been in the past or the future. It had purely been absorbed in the postures, in the asana, in what I was doing in my yoga class. And I think with hindsight I can look back and see that that is a point in time where I felt truly embodied Um, I think there's definitely still further I could go and and deeper 
I could go into my own embodiment practice and I acknowledge that today but I remember that being a real switch for me and a real realization of you know this practice is pretty cool um I want to do more of it and that led to my interests in yoga and it felt like a safe sanctuary I'd already been meditating for a while at this point again quite off and on but yoga just seemed like such a suitable extension from that and yeah eventually I took my teacher training probably a year later and probably another year or so later I'm here now um again I see myself very much on the start of the path and a path that never ends I think that this is a constant process of learning and I'm just trying to share what I have learned from it I guess so that kind of insight and that um, foundation of my practice kind of paved the way of my understanding of embodiment and I still believe that I have a very theoretical literal understanding of embodiment but I can always struggle to actually get into my body and out of my mind and I think obviously this is not uncommon this is very common with many individuals and the two practices that help me are yoga as I've mentioned and also meditation but specifically things like body scan practices um, that encourage you to focus on sensation feeling energy as opposed to narrative stories thoughts images So this would be something I would encourage anyone going through some body image difficulties, um, conflicts with the self at this point in their life to, um, to turn towards this sort of practice and, and find out what it means for you and whether it potentially helps you at this point in your life. I won't dive into how to do them now because I think I want this platform perhaps at the moment to be more of a discursive narrative conversational style um, space where we can have topics about these different um, conversations sorry about these different types of topics and if you want to delve into a practice then finding a teacher who suits you obviously I teach um, but I may not be for you I think it's about finding someone who you resonate with who can support you on your journey um, towards more peace more embodiment and more love for self Um, and I also think that this relationship we have with our bodies is a deeply personal and as I said earlier, subjective experience. I think, unfortunately, we live in a society at the moment where things seem to almost be compartmentalised into very black and white styles of thought, of fact, of reason. So we're told that this is good for us and this is bad for us. Do this, don't do that. Um, If you have this pain, this means that. And I think while this information 
can be educational, it can be useful, and it might in certain situations be true. I do think that we need to also think critically with the information we're presented with and understand that we shouldn't be treated as robots and we shouldn't be treated as all being within the same category. Like, yes, we're all human beings and we're all you know, ancestrally linked, evolutionarily evolutionarily linked. But that doesn't mean to say that we're all affected by things in the same way. Just take temperature, for example. I could walk outside right now in a T-shirt and be absolutely fine, whereas my friend might walk outside in the same T-shirt and be absolutely freezing. The human body reacts in different ways depending on the person their conditioning their experiences their mental state and so I think to ascribe binary descriptive um, exercise and movement modalities um, and and you know food consumption modalities is just plainly naive and incorrect I'm not saying advice cannot be useful but I think that any sweeping statements should be assessed with a degree of caution, for sure. But this takes courage, doesn't it? To actually say, no, I'm not listening to that. I know that doesn't work for me. And to instead turn towards your own intuition and use that as your guide. That is a scary thing to do. Um you know, you may be listening and thinking, actually, no, I can do that fine and and that's easy and and that might be true in some cases, but, and for some people it might be easy for a lot of things actually, but I know for me and for a lot of people I encounter in my life and who I speak to on a similar journey, can find this sort of turning towards self and listening to the desires of self and the deep longings that are needed to reconnect us with self that can be scary challenging and actually sometimes we may not even have the ability to hear these things there may be so much mental chatter that we cannot even get to know our intuition our instincts our deep inner self So definitely adopting a critical stance to any sort of sweeping statements that we receive, whether that's from someone else, another health professional, a government, um, a group, a parent, a child, etc, etc. I think developing this critical thinking and getting to know yourself really is one of the other keys to healing and progression in life on this path towards happiness towards peace and freedom and I've mentioned a couple of embodiment practices being yoga and another one being certain meditation practices like a body scan for example but obviously that is just literally two examples I think one of the beautiful elements of this practice is that there are so many options out there tai chi qigong brazilian jiu-jitsu running swimming pilates um, sports dancing 
you know, dancing, I think, is a really interesting one. And I'm not just talking about, you know, I'm a massive fan of Strictly Come Dancing. And I think it's such a beautiful show for so many different reasons. And I think it really shows the power of moving our bodies in in the form of expression and how this can affect our confidence and our life and our relationship to self and other. So while that's one sort of way of, I would call that perhaps more formal, learned dancing, we've also got this other sort of primal animalistic form of natural expression that some may call dancing. I tend to look at it more as just primal movement and you know body expression um I've done a couple of things like this in my life I've done a few trance dances which have been great fun um on on sort of one level they are fun but on a deeper level I think they are powerful experiences um you always have that initial battle with the mind. So sorry for anyone who doesn't know what a trance dance is. Essentially, it's the ones I've done anyway have been um, blasting music, dance music, animal primal music. And you express your movement. You just, there's no, um, there's no right, there's no wrong. You know, we were banging up the walls at one point, crawling in the plants, um, jumping up and down, screaming, shouting. Um, it's it's quite similar to Osho dynamic meditation. If you're not familiar with that, maybe you can have a look at that after this. Um, a form of dynamic meditation, and that's very much what it felt like for me. Um, I've also done a chakra dance, um, relating obviously to the chakras in our body, um taking from that what you like i know people have different opinions on that i certainly do in terms of my own interpretations um but that was very similar you know moving through these different layers of the body um different intentions of the self and moving in ways that resonate with us with the music with the beats with the internal need to express things and I think just getting in touch with the body in this way, a lot of things can come out and perhaps things we didn't necessarily realise were inside of us. For me, with a mind that is quite obsessive and likes to be very organised, moving the body in this way is an unpredictable, free expression of self where I don't need to compartmentalise or organise or plan or gather, fix, I can just be present for a moment in my body um, and move in ways that feel authentic rather than moving my thoughts in ways that feel rigid. So I'd highly recommend giving that a go. I'm actually thinking um, of quite soon hiring out one of the halls I teach one of my yoga classes in locally. And, you know, maybe just on my own or maybe with a friend or my brother just blaring out music and just dancing, um, expressing. Um, I feel that's potentially something I need at this point in my practice, a form of just letting things out and letting things go. Because 
I'm like anyone, we have a tendency to hold things inside and to bottle things up and sometimes talking or writing or meditating doesn't actually quite cut or touch the essence of what it is we're trying to release. Sometimes moving in a way that just feels right is um, a little bit more appropriate. So that's all I really wanted to waffle on about. Um, (laughs) If anyone's got this far, hopefully you might resonate with some of the things I'm saying. Um, Maybe finding some of them beneficial in your own life. Maybe having other ideas. As always, I'm welcome to listening to ways that we can all become more embodied and and practice this sort of embodiment. So until next time, hoping your practice goes well and if you want to leave any comments or have any questions, then just always get in touch. I am a human being. I crave connection as much as you and I try and be as real and authentic in my correspondence with people. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later.